Hey everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Viva La Festiva. I'm your host, Jacob. That's it. There's no co-host. Not even a guest host. It's just me, so take it or leave it. But it's not just me, it's also you. You're here. So for that, I thank you. Oh my god, you would not believe your eyes if you saw the amount of planning I've been doing. <laughs> I seriously have like three planners that are all the same. Like I have my physical planner that I bought and I write in that and then I have my iPad that I have my little planner in there where I write down, okay, get ready for this interview on these days. And then I recently bought this big old adhesive whiteboard that's stuck on my wall in my guest room with a dry erase written all over it. <laughs> and if you saw the DMs on the Instagram page too, oh my gosh. By the way, we're back at the Minotrista again. We are playing Pokemon Go. I think I mentioned that uh, in my last episode that we're a fan of that. Um, yeah, and it's Noibat Community Day, so we're really cashing on. And my hands are freezing cold. But I'm not going to lie. Um, things are getting a little crazy. I actually had to <laughs> I had to stop reaching out to festivals because I got them all. I got them all lined up for season one. And I think that's pretty expected. You know, I think I'd mentioned at some point before. It might have been the trailer that I tend to become a little bit of a workaholic and I bite off a little bit more than I could chew. Um, that being said, have you checked out the show notes? Because in there you'll see that there's a link for you to consider donating to a soup kitchen located in the city of Muncie in Indiana. I really wanted to go volunteer there, but things have just been really keeping me busy already. So I figured maybe I can get some of the listeners to help me out. So this episode is also kind of a promotional exposure for the next festival, as this episode is airing before the festival occurs this year. The founder contacted me. It was really nice. And so I decided to do a favor and put them in a bit early in the queue. Was that bad? I don't think so. Plus, like I said, they contacted me. So that kind of made me feel pretty special. So I don't know. I think maybe I kind of helped. That kind of helped me make that call. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as we learn about the wondrous and mystical Three Wishes Fairy Festival. Enjoy. Set to take place from Friday, June 16th to Sunday, June 18th of 2023, the Three Wishes Fairy Festival is jam-packed with enough imagination and wonder to bring the magic out of anyone. That was very clear to see when I went to the festival's website. At fairyfestival.co.uk, towards the bottom of the homepage, I saw some lengthy testimonials and reviews of Three Wishes. I'm not lying when I say how lengthy they are, but these reviews were adorned with such positive words. I've seen the festival being described as revitalizing, beautiful, colorful, lively, vibrant, creative, and way more. Some say they leave feeling themselves again, and others say they are always met with love and never any judgment. And looking at the gallery of photos from both the website and the Facebook page, it's clear they weren't lying. Now, initially, I was hesitant to cover music festivals. One, because oftentimes there's a big drug influence with them, and being a sober individual, I feel like it wouldn't be possible for me to fully encapsulate a part of the festival if drugs are part of the culture. And two, because sometimes a lot of music festivals have multiple stages, and it might be hard to talk about each stage and their performers. However, our guest today had assured me that this is a family-friendly event, and there was way more to do than just enjoy the music on either of the two stages. Which, yeah, they weren't kidding. According to the festival website, there are more than 100 different activities that are fit for all ages. One that especially caught my attention was the Family Foraging Kitchen, featuring the magical Mugwort. Hopefully our guests can expand on that, but it kind of sounds like a class where you can learn more about foraging and finding edible plants. That's a skill I really admire people for. 
Like I remember when I was working in Wisconsin as a whitewater rafting guide, and there was this one woman by the name of Dominica. She was so knowledgeable about plants around us. Small side story, but I remember we were on the Peshtigo River together, and she ripped out this stalk coming out of the river, and she takes a big bite out of it and hands it over to me. And I took a bite out of it, and no joke, it tasted like the freshest celery you could imagine. So to think that someone at Three Wishes is teaching that kind of stuff sounds remarkable. Shout out to Dominica, wherever she is right now. If you check out their website, you'll also see that they have fairy classes like wand building, fairy lettery crafting, and a pirate show. All things that seem pretty whimsical and fun. And really, I'm not scratching the surface here because there's also crown making, cookie decorating, and even a mermaid school. And what's really cool is all these workshops and classes come free with the purchase of tickets. Speaking of tickets, there's also a fairy ball ticket that's an additional amount, but I'm sure it's worth it. There's also a dragon by the name of Kyanite that's going to be there. <laughs> Man, I don't know if this was intentional, but the website presents the events, classes, and workshops in a vague yet intriguing way that of course adds a mysterious wonder to the festival. Which is really cool because imagine buying a ticket and just knowing that this ticket is going to be your, your ticket. <laughs> into a wondrous event where you're not exactly sure what you're going to see or learn. Here's something pretty cool that I'm a huge fan of already. When it comes to camping, you're more than welcome to bring your own tent. You're also able to bring your own small caravan or camper van as long as you purchase a vehicle ticket. And there are some restrictions with the vehicle usage because honestly, that's the safest thing, you know, with so much activity going on. But that's not even the part I'm trying to get to. What I'm really trying to get to is the glamping opportunities that are available. For those of you who don't know, glamping is a combination of the word camping and glamour, which pretty much explains itself. But on that topic, there are these really cool small wooden huts that you could rent. I don't think I'm going to talk too much about it because I want y'all to check them out, and also because I'm sure I won't do any justice of them. But it looks like they're fit with solar energy and a couple cots. I'm going to see if I can get Karen to tell me more about them. That being said, let's meet our guest. Karen Kay is the creator of Three Wishes Fairy Festival, and I'm very fortunate to be meeting with someone behind such a wholesome and inclusive event. Hello, Karen Kay. Thank you for talking to me today about the Three Wishes Fairy Festival. Oh, hi, Jacob. Thank you so much for inviting me to talk about my festival on your wonderful podcast. Thank you very much. Can you tell me how long has the Three Wishes Fairy Festival been going on? Well, it started the very first one. Well, the concept was in 2006, a long, long time ago, once upon a time. And um, so it's 2023. I think we're celebrating 17 years this year, which is a super long time to be playing in fairyland. <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember that first one? Oh, I do. Yeah, I definitely do. I remember them all. They're all like my little fairy babies, if that makes sense. But of the course. very first one was, um, it was a, a play because we've changed location. The thing about the fairy festival is it that it has wings, it can travel. So it started off at a place called Colliford Lake Park in Cornwall. And it was such a magical location. And I just remember people coming in and for the very first time and i i think we had a lot of rain as well actually oh really and <laughs> um, yeah for the certainly for the first day and then it did clear but it was just so wonderful to see everybody just dressed up and all the bands and outside and 
just having fun and oh it was very very <laughs> special a very very special time yeah lots of magic and like the little acorn that has grown now into a, a mighty oak if you like <laughs> yes i do like that um is the date of the festival pretty consistent or does it change at all well it's always around the time of midsummer now you may or may not have heard of the big glastonbury festival and they always have theirs at the end of June and ours is usually like a week before. So it's it's as close to the solstice, as close to the midsummer as possible. So this year it's the 16th, 17th and 18th of June. Um, and sometimes it falls on the actual solstice, which is really lovely. So, yeah, it's usually around the same time. I see. And I've seen there's an early entry ticket on your website. What does that mean? Well, that means you can come in before the 16th. So you can come in. It's it's mainly for people who we do get visitors from quite far away. So it's from mainly from for people who are traveling from some distance so that they can really get there, set up their tents and just be ready when the festival starts on the Friday. So it's early entry from about six o'clock in the evening, the night before, and that just enables you to set up your 10 and to be all ready to go. I see. And can people come one day or do they have the stay for the full three days and nights? Well, the, the beautiful thing I think about the festival is it's very flexible. Ideally, it's designed as a whole three day and three day, three days and three night experience. But some people due to work commitments or traveling commitments can only come for one or two days. So we do have day tickets and we do have weekend tickets as well. So you can come from for one, two or three days. Sometimes people will buy a day ticket for the Friday and they love it so much that they actually end up buying more tickets while they're at the event and oh, that wow. is an option as well. So that, you know, we're, we're pretty flexible. Great. And what inspired you to bring such a mystical festival into fruition? Well, the fairies did, actually. And um, I, you could say all the voices told me to do it, which is actually true. I heard <laughs> a kind of fairy message back in, I think it was like I was saying about 2006, inspiring me to set up this fairy festival in the UK because we didn't have anything like that. There might have been the occasional um, children's festival, but there was no real fairy community, certainly not established within the UK when I first started. And I organised a fairy ball, which was just like a one-night event back in 2006. And it was just me creating an event that I would like to go to. So I, you know, I'd, I have been in pubs and clubs and things. I've done a lot of that in my time, but it, but it always felt a little bit abrasive. So I wanted to create an event where people could come and celebrate and dress up and dance and sing or whatever they want to do, but in a really safe environment. So I did that back in, um, 2006 a one-off fairy ball and it completely sold out and all these people wow. came out of the woodwork and said wow. they thought they were the only ones who believed in fairies or who loved the fairy lifestyle and it was from that that I was inspired to create the three wishes fairy festival in in collaboration with the fairies who definitely guided me to do it but it also inspired me to set up um 
initially it was like a fanzine for the community and it developed into a proper magazine called Fay, which stands for Fairies and Enchantment. So this whole community is built up just from that initial little seedling of an idea. Oh my gosh, that is such an inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) But this is also a great opportunity to have a vegan experience, correct? Yes, it is. So the festival has always been vegetarian um, from it from the onset. And I do follow a vegan lifestyle and it just felt right. I think we changed it to be fully plant based in 2019. And People, you know, a few of the regular people did moan about it because they (laughs) they were carnivores and they wanted to eat their dairy and all these things. Sure. But I said, look, you know, you you will survive for three days. (laughs) And the food is great. I mean, I love my food, and anyone that knows me look can look at me and say that girl is not wasting away, or that woman is not wasting (laughs) away. So I'm very fit and healthy. I've lived a a vegan, plant based lifestyle for many years. And I just wanted to share that with people. And actually, I've had people contact me who were kind of uh, carnivores, if you like, and they contacted me and said, look, you know, please don't tell anyone. But after trying the plant-based food at your festival, we've actually incorporated it into our lifestyle now. So oh, wow. it's really lovely. And and we do get a really nice variety of caterers who come in and it's not all lettuce leaves and carrot sticks, you know. You can you obviously can get that if you really want that. But sure. you've got things like really nice fairy cakes and fairy roast dinners or, or say fairy vegan roast dinners and um vegan kebabs even like there's such a huge range of really really lovely food that's on offer and fairies have sweet teeth they have a sweet tooth i think it's because they collect all the teeth from people (laughs) oh there you go yeah (laughs) they don't do that at our festival by the way but um, fairy people who love fairies definitely have a sweet tooth so we really do cater for every every taste whether you're super healthy or like a little bit of um you know, stuff. food and sweet stuff. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I initially contacted you, I asked if this was a music festival, which you said it was, but mm-hmm. I'm convinced, I'm convinced there's way more to this than just music. Can you tell me what else can people expect? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, it is, it is, it's a fairy music festival, if that makes sense. So it's not, I don't mm-hmm. mean only fairy music, but we'll have folk, we'll have rock, but there's a general kind of um, feeling of, um, it's more gentle in the daytimes and as you come up to the evening it gets more dancey and rocky if you like and then um we have oh there's so much i i always say to people if especially if they haven't been before imagine that you're going into fairyland what does that look like for you what does that feel like how does that you know what's your perception of what that could be and basically you come into this space and it's decorated and there'll be you might find a unicorn or a dragon or there's mermaid lagoon with real mermaids in there we've got um fairy school which is three and it's not when it's i say school it's not like boring lessons these are really (laughs) fun experiences and they're for adults and children so everybody can join in and we have about a hundred plus 
workshops, talks and demonstrations and activities over the course of the three days. And that's all included in the ticket price. So especially for young families and especially during these times where people might be a little bit more conscious of what they're spending, Mm -hmm. everything is rolled into one so basically you buy your ticket you're not having to fork out all of this money for i want to do this i want to go and see the mermaids i want to you know whatever it is where the children are kind of tugging at their parents coats (laughs) and saying i want to do this they can do everything the only thing you have to pay for once you're inside the festival is drinks and your food and we have a beautiful fairy market. So if you want to buy something from the stalls and the booths, then you can do that. But everything is included. Everything else is included in the ticket. And I think it's pretty good value, actually. Absolutely. I, I think I saw one that was about foraging. And I, I was like, I was blown away. That is so cool that, that someone could learn how to forage yes. uh, while attending. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the it's the family foraging kitchen, and it's a beautiful lady called well, her her um I don't want to say her stage name because it's her life, and she calls herself Mugwort, which is the name yes. of a plant. But um, her other name is Bex, and she comes in and she will teach people how to safely forage from their local environment, um, and and during the course of the event there'll be a couple of workshops where you'll go out you'll forage with her and then you come back to the little fairy school and you actually make a recipe with her so you you see it from the beginning right through to the end and then you get to taste whatever you're creating so it's pretty cool actually yeah (laughs) oh so that kind of goes into my next question um obviously you get individuals part of the fairy community but what other what other types of communities also come to celebrate? That is a very good question. So the thing about Three Wishes Fairy Festival is that I've always had the ethos: all are welcome who come in peace, and so that really opens it up because there are people that consider following the fairy path as almost like a spirituality um Mm -hmm. it could be called the fairy faith or they could be pagans or witches or all of these types of people but also there are people that just love fairies and they're not associated or affiliated with any religion or spiritual practice and We've had, well, one of our helpers, our beautiful helpers, is a vicar from Glastonbury. And we've had a rabbi come into the festival and Muslims and all different types of people will come in. So they're not just a part of a fairy community in a spiritual way. They're part of, they're just there because they want to celebrate fairies. They love dressing up. Some people take it more deeper than others, Mm -hmm. but it's just a celebration actually of life and dressing up just to celebrate the summer, which is the best time of the year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big summer lover too. (laughs) I see you have daily dress themes. Can you share those with us now? Yeah, of course. So every, and this started off quite by fluke. Obviously it's a fairy festival, so people could dress up as fairies. And the guys are saying, well, what about me? What can I dress up as? And you do get male fairies too. And they don't have to wear tutus and wings if they don't (laughs) want to. You can get some really kind of earthy green men type fairies and, you know, forest fairies and woodland fairies. And, um, goblins and trolls and pixies and 
um, gnomes. There are all different types, which brings me to the theme. So I haven't actually officially at the time of this interview, I haven't announced them. I did announce one theme today, um, but I will let you know. So basically this year it's a little bit different because we're celebrating 100 years of Cicely Mary Barker's Flower Fairy books. And those are the fairies that went on to inspire a generation, generations, in fact. They're very um, beautiful illustrations of fairies connected with plants. So it ties in really nicely with the foraging as well, actually. So yeah. the overall theme, and, we, and we've um, been in talks with the estate of we've, we've been in talks with the estate of Cicely Mary Barker um the owners of the flower fairies brand if you like and um they wanted to work with us so we've teamed up with them and every day will be a flower fairies theme every day but we'll also be bringing in other themes with that so and I'll do it in reverse order. So on the Sunday, it will be flower fairies and gnomes. So mm-hmm. you can have a nice combination with that. And then on the Saturday, it will be flower fairies and green men. And that's like the green men of summer, the green men of the woods. So that will be really something really nice um, for everyone, for everyone to do. But um, especially the guys, you know, who really want to get into their sacred masculinity and and sure. be be that really earthy representation of nature. And um, on the Friday, it will be flower fairies, pirates, and mermaids. So mm. we've got a whole range of different things and the other thing I want to say is the dressing up especially for people that haven't been before it is not obligatory but I tell you now once you're at the festival you will want to partake because even if it's just putting on a pair of pointy ears or some face paint or a flower crown (laughs) or some wings yeah People have said to me, oh, I don't want to dress up. And it's like, you don't have to. It's not the law. It's not the law (laughs) in fairyland. But invariably, those people, I've seen them, they come in at the beginning and then they see everyone else dressed up. And by the end, and this applies to the gentlemen as well, they all end up with at least a bit of sparkle on their face at the very least. (laughs) There you go. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it adds a little bit of... uh, well, a big, huge, fun element. And it also gives people the opportunity to express their creativity during the run-up to the festival. And so people will be very glad. They're asking me all the time, what are the themes, what are the themes? So they'll be very pleased to hear what they are, I'm sure. (laughs) So how many attendees do you think you get? We get around a 1,000 people, and that does vary depending on – the weather that because sometimes people will just turn up on the day and get their tickets and also it can just vary the last couple of years have been a bit interesting with people because they haven't all wanted to come out and play so um it it just um it just depends but it's usually around around a thousand people that's great um i'm not sure if you've announced the 2023 music lineup just yet but in the past, have you had returning musical guests being part of the lineup? 
Uh, yeah, we get a lot of returning musical guests and we have just started to kind of tease out the names and there will be a big announcement coming. And by the time this interview comes out, it will probably um, be out in the world. But we're always adding new surprises and guests. So we've actually got we a couple of years ago, we moved our outdoor stage indoors, but one because of the weather and two because of some personal circumstances that happened but this year mm-hmm. we're bringing back our outdoor stage which was hugely popular with everyone it's great for the bands to be on an outdoor stage as well a big outdoor stage and then we've also got what we call the circus stage which is inside a huge open circus tent where we also have circus performances as well um oh, cool. And we're also bringing in this year a new, it's called the Spirit Stage, and that will be more kind of uh, healing music and gentle music, that type of thing. And then we're also bringing in a a DJ um, booth. We've always had DJs playing at the event, but this time it's going to be more of a thing. So uh, that's quite good. And the one of the bands i won't go through them all because we'll literally be here for hours and hours we've got a lot of performers a lot of musicians a lot of bands coming um so there is a band called the dolman and they play they've been coming to my events since the very beginning so they've been at pretty much all of the fairy festivals bar maybe one or two but um yeah they they come back and back and back and it's really good they really get the crowd going in fact they wrote a song inspired by the festival which was called the fairy reel and it really get it's like a real kind of jiggy dancey rocky type song and whenever it comes on it's almost like it's our theme tune and everybody loves it um, oh my gosh and and on the very first festival i managed to get this amazing um international band be called the medieval babes who you may or may not have heard of and um they've won awards they've done the soundtrack for a very popular series here in the uk um they've had lots of airplay they're very very popular and um wow they played at the very first event and they're coming back this year. So it's almost like a full circle or a full fairy ring, if you like. So they're, <laughs> they're coming back and, um, Oh, there's just so many. I, I can't even list them all off, but yeah, lots of returning bands, lots of new bands. And, um, we've got quite a few coming over from Europe this year as well, which is really nice because they haven't really been able to travel the last couple of years. So it's really yeah. coming back with a, fairy i don't want to say a fairy explosion but a lot of fairy fun will happen this year we've got a lot of things happening it's super exciting right yeah it definitely is um so i've never really been to a music festival and i I know you said this is not just a music um but is there like a lights out period or is this kind of like a 24 7 kind of thing because i know people could camp there correct yeah so basically um the music goes on until midnight every night. And then what we do with the the DJs after midnight, we have like silent discos. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. So you have headphones and they're like wireless headphones and oh. they're quite 
I would say funny to watch because if you're not wearing the headphones and you walk into one of the tents and you just see all of these people dancing, but you can't <laughs> hear any music and they've all got headphones and usually they're all dancing to the same song. And I like to keep it like that. But some places you can have two or three different channels on the thing. So you've got people doing all kinds of different oh, rhythms wow. and dancing. <laughs> and that probably <laughs> goes on till um, probably about two in the morning and then you, oh, we've wow. got fire that goes on throughout the whole festival um you know a big campfire where people will sit and talk and play gentle acoustic guitar and things like that but basically because it's um you know it's a family festival it doesn't go kind of pounding all night with all the noise it, sure. it does officially stop at midnight and i can't remember what the end of that question was that you asked me sorry <laughs> Oh, no, that's pretty much it. I was just asking if it's like if it's 24 seven and you did mention the lights out period. So or the music stopping period. So that's great. And wow, that 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 campfire sounds really comforting. It sounds like a really safe space. It's really, really lovely. And um, we usually have a fire keeper. And in fact, we've got the ash from the fire from the very first um, fire Whoa. that we had at our new location. So every year, we, the fire keeper, the person who's in charge of starting the fire, will put the ashes from the year before. So it's quite sacred and it's really, really special. Um, and people also toast marshmallows on the fire too, which is also <laughs> very sacred and special <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that's amazing yeah <laughs> so i noticed something pretty interesting when i was looking at the instagram page you receive accommodations from a company called pod pads yes. can you explain what they provide for you exactly yeah so pod pads again we worked with them at the very first and second festivals when we were at the different location mm-hmm. and they provide I mean, they're so perfect. So pod pads are basically tiny little fairy houses that you can go in and sleep in. (laughs) It's so cool. And they also provide um, bell tents, which is, um, you know, like a a big tent where you can have the two, three, four, five or more people. And they're really nice as well. And they're very colourful and they're all set up for you. So especially for people that are travelling some distance, you can arrive at the festival, you can get your early entry ticket, you can come in, settle into your accommodation and then you're ready to go the next day. Um, We also have um, Greg and Jules Botox wagons now these are the old-fashioned bow top wagons and they're all handmade and they're very very special um so those are available as well and there are a few cottages that people hire on the site but they literally always sell out as soon as the even i couldn't get one because (laughs) everyone just books it straight after the last festival sure Yeah. And that's why I wanted to ask about them because I saw them and I was like, these are so cool. I would love to to be in one of those little fairy houses. Yeah, they're so cool. And it's so perfect for the fairy festival to have these little fairy houses. So I'm super excited to be working with the PodPad people again. That's going to be really fun. Yeah. So it also looks like you all just won won an award recently, correct? Yes. Thank you for mentioning that. Yay! I I can't tell you how happy I am for this award. Honestly, after doing this festival for nearly 17 years, I was thinking, 
oh, I need a little boost, you know, just a little bit of rocket fuel after the last few years. It's been super, super challenging, not just for me, but for all the organisers of all the events. (laughs) Very, very challenging times. So um, when I had a call from, and this is from the UK Festival Awards, so it's a huge um, organisation. It's very, very prestigious. And you've got all of these really, really big festivals who are nominated. And then there's Three Wishes. And I call Three Wishes a fairy-sized festival. So we're we're probably smaller than the smallest of festivals. Even though we've got like about a 1,000 people, it's sure. still considered small in the festival world. But it's, it's, it's a good size for, you know, our community. Um, so when... It was funny because um, the Festival Awards were on the 13th of December and I thought that's in, and it it was Friday the 13th of December. I think it was the Friday. And then um, when we got there, they said, you're on table 13 in front of the stage. And I thought that's interesting, but actually it was, you couldn't get even more further away from the stage where they were giving out the awards. And I just thought, you know what, I'm not expecting to win. There are some really big names. I was just so happy to be nominated in the shortlist. You know, we were finalists with some really big names. So that was really a real honor. Um, And when we were right at the back of the, the room, the hall, I, I thought we're definitely not going to win. So when they called out the name as a winner of the Grassroots Festival Award, I literally jumped up and down. And there are a few (laughs) videos on my Instagram, uh, Three Wishes Fairy Festival Instagram page. And (laughs) it was just so lovely. It was it's just given me so much energy and a real boost and to be recognized and honored by my peers within the industry. And these people are organizing festivals with thousands and thousands and thousands of people, you know, they're big, big um, contenders within the festival community to be honored and recognized by them actually means so much to me and it's like yeah I I am a player I'm a little player in in this (laughs) festival pond but I am you know I've been doing it for nearly 17 years and uh, I didn't have any experience when I first started I just did it from this love and passion of fairies and wanting to bring a community together and from this all of these communities have spiraled off within the UK and around the world. And there, I know it was already a thing in America. They've always, I, um, they've had a fairy community going for a while there, but over here they didn't. And now there's all these other little festivals popping up, little fairy festivals all around the UK. And I feel like a proud fairy godmother, if you like, thinking, oh yeah. I started this. I did the first one. Yay. <laughs> and it's like a silly little thing, but. It's just so lovely to see like so many people loving and celebrating fairies around the UK and in Scotland, in Wales, all over. It's so special. And to win the award, to be acknowledged as the Grassroots, which is a perfect name for the award, actually, the Grassroots Festival Award winner is super. And I'm actually looking at it now. I'm very, very proud of it. Very proud of it. So thank you for asking me about that. I'm very happy. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask, as the founder of Three Wishes Fairy Festival, what is your favorite part about this festival? 
oh gosh, <laughs> have you got all year? <laughs> so I'll say the obvious. I love everything about this festival, but actually that might be a lie because some of the administration parts is not my favourite <laughs> bits. I'll be totally sure. honest. I like all the creative parts, the fun parts. I love seeing people being happy. Mm-hmm. I love seeing people dressing up and I'll just digress a little bit. I am known for digressing. <laughs> so um, with all the different themes, I can't remember if it was last year or the year or when it was, but one of the themes was um, Polka Dot Sunday and I had everybody dressed up in red and white polka dots. Oh. <laughs> And um, and that was really fun. And I remember walking into the uh, into the main arena or the fairy kingdom arena, which I call it, and um, and just this this like sea of polka dots, <laughs> just really cool. Um, and then we've had unicorns. That oh, when we we did a unicorn world record attempt, and um, and there were I don't know how many there were. There were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who all dressed up as unicorns because not everybody at the festival participates oh. in that, but most people did, and that was a real amazing sight. And then we've had some beautiful because it is around the time of the solstice, the midsummer. Oh. We have some really beautiful sunrises and sunsets and. The land where I hold the festival currently is a place called Mount Edgecombe Country Park, and it's in, in an area of outstanding natural beauty. And it is very, very old, old land, very ancient land, lots of woodland and beautiful views, beautiful vistas. And you really can appreciate the sunrise and the sunset and the colours and just experiencing that with lots of people. And then having um bands over from different countries and and british bands as well and just experiencing all the crowd and just looking and thinking i did that i made i brought everyone together you know and it's such a beautiful feeling to know that i'm responsible for all of this joy and happiness (laughs) and um yeah, so I, I just love it. Um, we did a fairy world record as well, and that was pretty crazy and cool as oh, well. Um, that was very special. And then we had these little, um, their little transport buses, miniature buses, I suppose you could call them fairy buses, oh. um, within the, the grounds of the site. And because uh, to go from the main site, down to where people catch the little boat over to the mainland which is all very cute and like an adventure i remember being on one of these little buses with lots of little fairies and um that was just such a sweet experience as well so i've got lots and lots of highlights as i said i could literally talk about them for a long time but i'll I'll leave it at that for now but yeah very very special moments i've had at the festival and you have some pretty notable fairies that come to the festival right yeah, yeah, we do, and um, fairies and mermaids. So we have uh, 
a beautiful mermaid lagoon with real mermaids and you can actually go up and see them swimming and talk to them and have that experience with the mermaids which um people just love of or people of all ages and then we have the bubble fairies and they come in and they're blowing their beautiful bubbles really big bubbles and sometimes they can even get inside those bubbles so that's pretty cool and we've had like well we often have the presence of fairy queens who come visit and there isn't just one fairy queen there are many fairy queens and they come and meet people at the festival and then we have fairy tea parties and all kinds of stuff going on and we've also got a special midsummer daydream theme going on this year too which is another part of the um the theme that's going on so that's going to be really special and there'll be a midsummer daydream tea party uh well several tea parties over the course of the three days that people can just join in so there's a lot of um so we have special guests oberon and titania so that will be fun and um yeah i can't wait is it too early to be excited <laughs> no i'm excited <laughs> i'm really excited already too <laughs> You should come. You should totally come on. I know. I know. Definitely. <laughs> Lastly, what advice would you give to people to have the best experience at Three Wishes Fairy Festival? Oh, another good question. <laughs> A great question, actually. I would say, first of all, come with an open mind and an open heart. Oh, I see. Then on the practical levels, make sure you've packed your toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> spare underwear (laughs) a towel a sleeping bag and um in case we have some light rain then bring a rain mac but also bring your summer clothes and just just come ready to have a great time um be open-minded that's the most important Mm -hmm. thing open to having joy it's a really safe Fests Festival. We do have um, 24-7 security on site. And that isn't to stop people on the inside. It's just to protect the space. Yeah. Um, to you know so people know that there's that it's safe and we've got medical people on site as well so you don't have to worry about anything we've got luxury showers and toilets so we have flush toilets with toilet roll and we've got hot showers where you can go in and have a whole luxury experience so it's very civilized really and and there's fresh drinking water around the whole site as well so you've got everything you'll need is there just bring yourself a few outfits maybe but you can also buy stuff from the fairy market we've got a magnificent fairy market with all types of things arts and crafts and crystals and books and face painting and wings and flower crowns and you name it it's there so you can come with just yourself and just get everything you need from within the mystical magical fairy market as well so yeah just come it's gonna be great (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for your time now i'll give you the floor where's the best place people can find out more Oh, okay. So the the kind of main portal, if you like, would be the website. So that is fairyfestival.co.uk. And from there, you can sign up to the newsletter, get all the latest news about the festival. There are links to get tickets. There are all the links to all the various social media. So we're on Twitter, Instagram, 
um, Facebook. But basically, if you just type in Three Wishes Fairy Festival, you will find us on pretty much every platform. Mm. And there you can connect because some people have preferences, don't they? Some people like Instagram more than Facebook and vice versa. So we're, we're pretty much everywhere. But the main hub, the main portal is, as I said, www.fairyfestival and that's f-a-i-r-y festival.co.uk and you can always reach out and ask questions as well okay thank thank you so much karen oh you're so very welcome thank you jacob for a really wonderful chat and like the fairies the time has flown by (laughs) and uh i really hope you get to experience if not my fairy festival which is my first wish but another fairy festival certainly because there are a few all over the world but if you come to mine you'll be made very very welcome thank you so much (laughs) thank you awesome just awesome (laughs) this interview was really fun to be honest to think that this lone fairy started the festival as a small idea and it has grown to receive awards inspired a magazine and brought together fairies from the surrounding woods is just incredible i mean props really you might have heard the term fey spelled f-a-e and some might spell it f-e-y from what i've learned this is an umbrella term for both light and dark fey species these can be those who identify as any folklore and mythology creature reflected by their lifestyle while some people use cosplay to become those of Fae, others see it as an identity and cannot turn off this aspect of their life. I'd like to note that I got that source from Realmscape Festival on Instagram. I'm definitely going to have to bring them onto the podcast at some time. But to learn more about fairies, because this is a really big topic, I invited Ayla the Dreams Fairy to speak with me. Hello, Ayla. How are you today? I'm fairly wonderful. Is this thing on? You can hear me, right? <laughs> yeah, I can hear okay. you. Yay! I'm awesome today. How are you, Jacob? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you very much. Now, I wanted awesome. to ask you, how busy is the life uh-huh. of a fairy? Um, well, each fairy is different. It kind of depends on their their goals. and it's Just like humans. I mean, if they want to do a lot in life, then they're busy. If not, then we lay around and wear books all day. Oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) And so it looks like you're a dreams fairy. Can you tell me more about this? Mm. Uh Uh-huh. Dreams fairy, I'm basically the embodiment of a dream catcher. Oh. I shoo away nasty, bad, non-productive dreams away while I try to encourage and empower good, sweet, helpful, inspiring, beautiful, wonderful dreams to come to fruition and, and, and to come true. Oh, that's, yeah, that's great. And what other kind of fairies are you friends with? Oh, my goodness. I have, I actually have a lot of fairy friends. Um, my fairy friends, I've got a woodland fairy named Brucia Bella. I have two, believe it or not, two fairy godmother friends. Oh. One, she's a, she's basically, her name is the fairy godmother, and she tells wonderful stories. And uh, another uh, fairy godmother who, she's young and beautiful and and just vibrant, and she's a she's a fairy godmother. But her, her name is Sylvie the fairy. Oh, uh, I've got um, an oak fairy friend named Pippin. And she's amazing. My goodness, she's an amazing fairy. She bubbles just like me. Um, I have let's see, um, I have a bubble fairy named Primrose. 
she's a superstar. She's amazing. My goodness. She's uh, she's got a book out called Primrose and the Bewildering Bubble Blunder, where she shows how to 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 use calming techniques like uh, the one I had to use before I did this interview. <laughs> Whenever you have anxiety and stuff, I'm actually in that book. She's so awesome. I love her. Um, but I've got a bunch of friends that that um, are fairy friends that I don't know exactly what kind of fairy they are, but they're just awesome people. Oh, that's that's so that's wild. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen I have seen uh, Primrose on on Instagram as well. Uh, so we had a few questions submitted to us. Uh-huh. Would you? Is that okay if you want to answer some of those? Sure. Great. The question we got is from Dawson from New York. Wants to know what's the difference between a fairy and a pixie? A fairy. Well, sometimes size. Uh, pixies can be large or small, depending on the fairy. The fairy is small and the pixie is taller. So sometimes the size. And almost always the mischievousness. Uh, pixies tend to, oof, pixies tend to get very mischievous. Whereas fairies aren't nearly as bad, at least in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Amy from New York wants to know what is a good gift for fairies? Oh, I like that question. <laughs> um, I prefer yummy snacks. You can bring coffee or candies oh. ooh, and shiny things. Oh my goodness! All anything shiny, like keys or um, you know your friend's keys or or, <laughs> or little shiny pebbles or anything with no iron, nothing iron. Oh, interesting. So Sammy from the UK wants to know what can I do to make my backyard or garden safe for fairies to visit. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I read a book, and I know of several fairies who have experienced this. What you should do is make clearer pathways for humans. Humans got huge feet, and if they start clomping around everywhere, they, they trample houses, they, they, they damage fairies' wings and such. Or, I don't know, you don't want to get too dark with it. But, um, yeah, <laughs> the, if the humans can see where they're walking very clearly, and they stay on that path, fairies don't usually put houses or even... They won't even like tread cross that way, but they'll go up in the woods. So, yeah, maybe to make the backyard more accessible for humans. That way, humans aren't stomping on berries. Oh, yeah, that's good to know. So, it seems like you love bringing cheer to others, whether it's at birthday parties, festivals, or gatherings. So, why exactly is that? (laughs) Well, because smiles are infectious. Um, (laughs) I consider myself an empath who loves to be happy. And even when there's like no reason to be happy, I personally love happiness and joy. And when I'm around other people and they're happy, I'm happy. So I, I guess for selfish reasons, <laughs> I like to be happy. Great. And how exactly do you bring cheer at these events? Mainly with bubbles and, and smiles. Um, like uh, mostly whenever I'm at the events and people walk by, I try to catch their attention and, and just in the eyes, basically, yeah. with smiles and, and as much acceptance and love in my heart that way hopefully it reflects my, through my eyes. So why do you think children are easier to cheer up than adults? Oh, okay. Um, that is, <laughs> I've actually been asked that before. And I, I think the answer it seems to me is that they don't have bills yet. I think there's a direct correlation <laughs> between bills and how easy you are to cheer up. Oh, sure. I think also taxes would be another reason. <laughs> oh, my. 
<laughs> so what do you think humans could learn from fairies? Oh, that's a good question too. Um, I think they can learn to be themselves. Hmm. As a fairy, putting on, you know, a smile for everyone is it's hard, but eventually I come to a point where I'm I'm just myself, I'm burying my soul. And I feel so comfortable and confident in that that I don't want to be anybody else. So I would hope that humans would learn to be themselves and just have fun and enjoy the time that we're given here. Oh, I see. Are there any other fairies you would like to give a shout out to? <laughs> oh, wing bump. I'd like to, I'd love to give a <laughs> wing bump to Twig the Fairy, who uh, has inspired and encouraged me to be myself. Um, Primrose the Fairy, uh, Saffron, uh, Z the Fairy, she's the sweetest. Um, my fellow dream fairy, Whimsy, Pippin the fairy for the Oakshire. Right. Um, oh my goodness, the list keeps going on. Uh, Tildy the fairy. Oh, there's so many of them. I'm going to forget somebody. Any fairy who's ever been in my uh, my uh, my uh, Instagram web inbox, then um, they're all wonderful. I love you all, and I can't wait to wing bump you in person. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Ayla. How was that? Pretty fun stuff, yeah. I've seen some reels from Ayla's Instagram account, and she is an absolute hit at the parties she goes to. She looks like she brings such an uplifting and bright energy everywhere she goes, which is similar to what I felt when speaking to both her and Karen. I don't know, it kind of makes me feel like they truly are the fairies you hear about in fairy tales. I'll be sure to include Ayla's socials on the show notes. So there you have it. A festival filled with magic, music, learning opportunities, and history. I really can't do any justice because this really is a sight to see. You should definitely check out the online presence the festival has, and you will just be taken over by the amount of magic you see. I bet you'd like to go, huh? Just imagine. You hop out of your little bow tent or fairy hut, the sun is out, there's serenading music, people with giant smiles and wings running around, and just take in what the Three Wishes Fairy Festival has to offer. Whether that's foraging classes, wand making, or just jamming out to new music. It sounds wonderful. And I don't mean that in the usual sense. Like this really sounds like it is full of wonder. Wonderful. A big thanks goes out to Karen Kay for speaking with me about the Three Wishes Fairy Festival in Cornwall, United Kingdom. And thank you to Ayla the Dreams Fairy for teaching me about the life of a fairy. It's me. I'm laying here on my couch in my living room with my two aquariums in the background running. You can probably hear those. And I'm not really feeling that healthy, to be honest. <laughs> and no, it's not that. Uh, I took a test and that came out negative, so that's a relief. I think it's just a small bug I got. I don't know. I feel bad, though, because I was going to go in tomorrow to work to help out. But, man, unless I start feeling better today, I don't think that's possible. Anyway, enough about that, right? I've been meeting other podcasters recently, and here's a small story. So I hopped onto a Discord server, and I started following the first podcast I saw on there. Now that same day, we started chatting on Discord and Instagram, and we decided to, meeting, uh, we decided to meet virtually for recording that same night. 
Three Bros, One Controller is a podcast about all things related to gaming, like news, reviews, opinions, and trivia. This isn't a sponsored ad, by the way. Anyways, one of the guys I met on there, uh, met on the podcast, his name's Jose, he was actually born and raised in the same state and city as me. (laughs) That's crazy, right? Like, what are the chances? Uh, We got to talking about our common knowledge of the valley where we're from, and we all hit it off. It was a fun time. Maybe check them out too, huh? Again, that's Three Bros, One Controller on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Bad you guys got the episode, huh? If you don't mind, I'd really appreciate it if you give the podcast a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Is it possible to give a review on Spotify? Or, you know, just hit me up on Instagram. I'd really like to know where my listeners are coming from. And I think I'd just appreciate that interaction. I want you guys to be able to interact with me on the podcast. But again, this might be my quote-unquote catchphrase, but I want you to go check out festivals in your area. Please. Seriously. And to make things interesting, post about it on Instagram and tag the podcast on your post, and maybe I can feature it on the Instagram account. That'd be cool just to say, like, oh, hey, it's so-and-so from this state when we're celebrating the, I don't know, the hand sanitizer festival. I'm looking at my living room and I got a bottle of hand sanitizer right there. So that's the first thing that came into mind. I don't know. Maybe I'll look it up. Maybe there's a hand sanitizer uh, festival. Um, but yeah, and then I can, I can get you on there. That'd be pretty fun to see. And again, that podcast Instagram is Viva La Festiva podcast. No underscores, no periods, nothing like that. All right. Adios.